Today on the 1012 Podcast, myself, Chris, and Daniel with our final picks episode of the season. We're picking every Big 12 bowl game plus one, plus thoughts on Big 12 moving media days to Vegas, the latest regarding the transfer portal and the incidentally losing another court case, and a big Charlie Hustle deal. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference Plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. You can find every show in the network, a bunch of shows, at 1012network.com, T E N, the number 12, the word network. Find the show for your school. More shows coming. And we are partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for one of our last episodes of this year. Um, after some thought and contemplation, just so you're all aware, we have today, which we'll be making bowl picks. Uh, it was Sunday. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to YouTube because Sunday night at 8 o'clock, we are going live to do a, a live taste test beer and Pop-Tart pairing uh, in honor of the Pop-Tarts Bowl with Manhattan Brewing Company. Oh, I'm excited. The beers are here. The Pop-Tarts are ready to go. The the stream yard is scheduled. <laughs> I can't believe someone actually bit on one of my weird ideas, and I'm so excited for it. And then um, usually we do a, a signing day episode on the Thursday after signing day. Um, we're not going to do that this year. I'm just going to – we're going to do Pop-Tarts. We're going to have fun, and that's how we're going to end this, this 2023-1012 podcast schedule, and then we're going to – Go off for the rest of the year, and we'll be back in 2024. Luckily, I'm very excited that one of the last two episodes we're going to do is one of my favorite every year. It is both a a happy occasion and a sad one, because it's the last time I will talk to these two guys for a while, at least here on this show. He is our pro picker, our guru of Vegas. He is Daniel Alexander. Hey, we're trying. Uh... (laughs) About to step on a lot of landmines this week, but uh, we're going to do our best and hold our nose and pick some games. And I guess you're going to run down where we're sitting here. I know, I know we're, uh, we got enough games here to make it interesting. So I look forward to hearing the breakdown. I, I believe we do. I believe we do. I'll be interested to see if our other picker has a shot or not. He is the guy bringing up the rear. He is Chris Ross. Yeah, I, I get to come into this pretty loose. Got nothing to lose, you know, coming from the back of the pack. The problem is, and 
Today's a transfer portal. How do you predict any bowl game? This is impossible. Chris's strategy today, fire, ready, aim. Um, yeah. A couple of things we want to get to before we dive into recap and picks. Number one, Daniel, uh, we're going to have to make something about this because the Big 12 reportedly, according to Brett McMurphy, will be moving Big 12 football media days to Vegas for 2024 and 2025 instead of holding them in Arlington like they usually do. Um, the general consensus I think I've seen on social media is everyone who covers the four newcomers is excited and everybody else who covers the rest of the Big 12 is not very much so. Uh, apparently there is a conflict with uh, in Arlington. I'm not sure how entirely how much I, I buy that. Um, look, I, I, this feels like the Big 12 found the easiest opportunity they could to put something out west for the newcomers as opposed to moving a championship uh, for any of the sports out there. So they're going to move football media days. Obviously, you're not going to lose basketball out of Kansas City. That makes the most sense. But they're going to move football media days to Vegas for the next two years. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my darndest to see if we can get out there. So Daniel, I mean, I know you're in Vegas a lot, sir. We we may have to meet up there in Vegas in oh, July. It's, it's happening, man. You, you get those passes. You're down there. I'll jam out for 24 hours. We'll... Uh... We'll do the thing, man. Sneak me into media day, man. I can, you know, touch Gundy's hair, get a little good luck for the season and uh, see what happens. I, I want to bring you in with a camera and a mic just so that see just to see what nonsense you would pull uh, to try and get yourself lucky for the upcoming season. Um <laughs> We'll have uh, we'll have more on that as we get closer to July. Again, I, I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think I understand why they're doing so. it, but we'll see. I mean, I heard it like I I've, I've been the one in Arlington and a couple times and it's cool. I mean, Arlington stadium is cool, but I don't know. Vegas sounds fun too. You know, especially if it's at the sphere or the, uh, Allegiant stadium or, or something like that. If it's a cool venue, then sure. Why not? I mean, for most people who are going to it, like you're going just to do the media days. It's not like you're going cause you're going to go like hang out in Vegas, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the big story, of course, from Wednesday. Uh, if they hate the transfer portal now, buckle up, folks. Uh, West Virginia Judge John P. Bailey granted a 14-day temporary restraining order uh, in a case between West Virginia's Raekwon Battle and the NCAA uh, that will grant Battle eligibility, paves the way for more lawsuits in regards to second-time transfers. So here's the whole thing. Raekwon Battle was transferring the second time. He is a player for the West Virginia men's basketball program. They went to court, and the judge basically said, for the next two weeks, we'll meet again of a full hearing on the injunction that was set on December 27th. Until then, NCAA is expected to appeal. You are, if you are a second-time or a third-time transfer, um, you get to play. You you are immediately eligible. Uh, That means... That that was the ruling. They were not allowed to enforce the bylaw for the next two weeks. The NCAA put out a statement saying, okay, uh, we will not prevent any multi-time transferring athletes from playing immediately, and we will not punish anybody uh, retroactively if they if they do play the next two weeks. Um, that's what's going to go down. So for the next two weeks, any multi-time transfer, whether the school applied for a waiver or not, is immediately eligible. Uh, that's for basketball, big for basketball for the next few weeks, especially for teams like Cincinnati and West Virginia, who had some two-time uh, transfers. The reason this case happened is because Raekwon Battle put in the appeal. He had the reasons for his second-time transfer aligned with the reasons previous people who had had their appeals seen, and he didn't. he didn't get the waiver so he was just to sit out the air um let's put it this way here's the big concern right now uh the genie is out of the bottle 
Pandora's box has been opened. And the Insta Blaze screwed up again. Because every time they try and cling to every little piece of power they have, they make things worse. Uh, it's really hard to see this rule getting put back in place. Like maybe it does. Maybe maybe the NCAA will appeal and they'll win that appeal. <laughs> so I, I tried to do that with a straight face and I, I couldn't. Um, which means moving forward, if this is the case, if this becomes a permanent thing, anytime transfers and multiple transfers with immediate eligibility would just be the future of college athletics in every sport. So if you want to transfer every year, you want to leave a school whenever you want, you're not happy with something, okay. Folks, I'm fine with the transfer portal. I'm fine with giving the players power to to relocate for a variety of reasons. If you please go to our YouTube channel, Hanin Rashawan, who works in the NIL department at Oklahoma State, was on. Like, we talked about this kind of stuff. We talked about this with Keegan Renault on a pod recently. Like, it's not all just about money. It's not all just about guys want to get paid more. There are guys who want to get paid more, and that is a portion for some decisions. But there's a whole lot more that goes into why people enter the transfer portal. But the ability to transfer as many times as you want with no punishment whatsoever, that's a mess. That is not sustainable. That's not even like the same as professional sports. You still have to play out contracts. Like, there are still rules for that. It's, if this comes to pass, like, you're going to have to professionalize college athletics to, that's the only way you're going to be able to, to rein any of this in. I'm fine with the transfer portal. I'm fine with NIL. I'm good with them. Being able to transfer as many times as you want with no punishment, wherever you want, like, that is, that is, um, that, that is not sustainable. That, that is, that is the thing that will kill the sport that everyone else keeps trying to point their fingers at something else about. Like, this is not good. This would not be good. And it's the NCAA's fault because they don't deal with anything proactively. They just do this kind of nonsense and lose every court case that gets thrown at them. Oh, man. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so let's uh, let's just put that back away. We'll talk about that and deal with that in 2024 in a couple of weeks when this all comes down. Uh, let's recap... What happened the last time we were together for championship weekend a couple weeks ago? You guys want to just talk about it? Let's talk about this. Um, all right. Chris, congratulations. We make jokes about you bringing up the ruby. You won championship weekend. You went four and two. You hit on Florida State minus two and a half in the ACC championship game. Hit on the under 35 and a half in the Big Ten championship game. Hit on Texas minus 14 and a half in the Big 12 championship game. And you had SMU plus four. I was so mad at you for being able to get that one. Uh, in the AAC for your G5, four misses were over 54 in the SEC championship game and the over 65 and a half in the Pac-12. Four and two on the week brought you to 53 and 60 heading into the final weekend or final uh, picks episode of the season, sir. Yeah, I mean, still below 500 quite a bit, but two uh, winning weeks to close it out. Felt good about that. So, uh, yeah. 10 and four down the stretch. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Yeah, uh, bad. I came in second. I came in second, uh, going 500 at three and three. Hit on Washington plus nine and a half against Oregon. Hit on Florida State minus two and a half against Louisville. And hit on the under 35 and a half in the Big, Twin, Big Ten championship game. Missed on the over 54 in the SEC championship game. We both did. That one was close. I think 51 was the final point total. Uh, missed on Oklahoma State plus 16 in the Big 12 title game. That one wasn't close. And uh, UNLV plus two and a half. Not right. Not the right call there. Not the right call there at all in the big, in the Mountain West championship game. Three and three on the season brings me to 59 and 54 and puts me uh, one game up on Daniel 
as we head into the final picks episode. Daniel went two and four in championship weekend. Hit on Alabama plus six in the SEC title game. Hit on Florida State minus two and a half. The misses were Oregon minus nine and a half. Over 35 and a half in the Big Ten. Overs in, with Iowa, sir. Come on now. Uh, Oklahoma State plus 16 and Tulane minus three and a half. Two and four on the week. 58 and 55. Like I said, one spot behind me. That makes 59 and 54 for me. 58 55 for Daniel. 53 and 60 for Chris. So Chris is six back from me. I sit in the lead with 10 games to pick, y'all. Mm. 10 games to pick. Chris is live. I love it. it is. Yes. Yes. You're not Barely. out of this. I, I, Barely. We talked about, I, I tried to pitch some, some crazy stuff to see it, to give you more of an opportunity, but you're not out of this. You're not out of it. So everyone's, everyone's in play here and it's bowl season, which means it's, it's nuts. It's insane. Throw all the stuff out the window. Before we dive in, Daniel, I, we kind of talked about this before recording, but I want your thought, especially now with the transfer portal, along with coaches leaving now, this time of year, um, recruiting going on when it is, this window that's open that, that kills bowl season. You just kind of have to throw the regular season data out the window when it comes to bowl games, don't you? Yeah, this is uh, this is such a severe exhibition where, you know, I mean, you said it, motivations all over the place. Um, who's playing, who's not playing all over the place. You know, there's going to be games where guys who've never called a game in their life are given the opportunity to, you know, call a defense for a whole game, or there might even rotate guys who are calling plays on offense. Uh, Guys are going to be seeing reps for the first time. Now, in some instances, it can create opportunity. You know, if, if, if you have some information about a team, about guys, really, really the spot becomes you have information about guys who are not going to play, not going to travel, whole units that aren't going to play. And uh, the news sort of hasn't broken yet. It's not out there. It hasn't been bet. You're at an advantage. Uh, you know, example we were talking about uh, before we hit record was Notre Dame, Oregon State, right? Notre Dame was around minus 10. Quarterback gets announced out. That just drops to minus six almost instantly. If you had some information about that and you knew that, there's an opportunity to make some money, but this is just such a landmine. I recommend anyone listening, like, you know, uh, unless you're really dialed in and you have some really good information that you like, do your best not to invest, you know, your mortgage money or anything like that on, uh, you know, on Texas state versus rice, you know, cause who knows who's showing up. Good luck to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Throw it out the window. It's not going to do you any good. All right. Uh, before we make picks, one last thing. Today, I am introducing what we are going to call the WCI. That is short for the Who Cares Index. I'm going to give a Who Cares Index rating for every team as we go through here. Why? Because it sounds like fun and I want to do it. Now, understand, I love bowl season. I love all bowl games. Not every team loves all bowl games. And I introduced this because I think it's going to be an important factor in how I make bowl picks. And I'll be curious you guys' thoughts as well. So, y'all ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it. Let's hit it. All right, last picks episode of the season of the year. Let's do this the way we do it all year long. We're going to pick every Big 12 bowl game and one big or one to non-Big 12 bowl game of your choosing. We go in chronological order, and this year, 
For the first time, as far as I know, the Big 12 will kick off bowl season on the first day of bowl season. We start on Saturday, December 16th at 8.15 p.m. Central Time down in Shreveport, Louisiana. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Texas Tech versus California. Texas Tech, a three-point favorite in this game. Total is around 58. Chris, as our big winner of last time, I was going to say last week, but last time, what's your pick, sir? Well, first, I got to know this who cares index of this game. Okay, I will begin with the who cares index. Um, I am actually going to grade both at about an eight. Now, I'm going to give Texas Tech a little bit high. I've got like a, like a high eight and Cal a low eight. Let me explain why. Cal is the first bowl game since the Red Box Bowl back in 2019. This is not a team that makes bowl games often. When you get teams who are not used to making bowl games, making a bowl game is a big deal. They're going to care to be here. Texas Tech, y'all, Joey McGuire has strong, I care about winning a bowl game energy. Like, head coaches, in my mind, who are motivational rah-rah guys. They care about bowl games. Bowl wins matter. And Texas Tech going to -to back-to-back bowl games, looking for back-to-back bowl wins, that's a big thing. So I think both these teams, this is a potential to be a a close game, maybe even a good game, because I think this is two programs that actually care. So I'm going to put both at an 8 for who cares index in this game. Take it away, Chris. Nice. Yeah, I mean, both fighting for a winning season here. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of a reason to pay attention to a 6-6 six and six Cal team. Not sure where to get out of them. But entirely from the Texas Tech side, you have Brooks returning. Euler show, uh, as far as uh, he's out, he's transferring, right? Uh, yeah, he's already committed to Louisville? Uh, maybe. Yes, actually, yeah. yes. Chuck, um, Chuck. Chuck's not that you care anymore. But Chuck, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, I just, you know, 99% of the time I'm reading the names, not hearing someone pronounce it. So if I mispronounce something, that's on me. All right. But Morton's still available. I mean, I like this game for Texas Tech. I, I think I'm going to take the Red Raiders to cover this one. I'm pretty sure it's pretty low, right? Three point game. Um, yeah, I mean, just be nice weather down there. Hopefully. Yeah. Give me Tech. Yeah, every mostly it's three. Um, there's some what do we call it? Juice up two and a half. I've got a circus got a two and a half, but it's at minus one fifteen. Wind's got a two and a half at minus. I mean, a circus two and a half. That's pretty legit, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's weird to me. That's yeah, juiced up though, so you know, because three is that key number. So for it's prob- probably just ride with the three here for the sake of the pod. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> There, there's beer on the line here. There's beer on the line. Okay, uh, I'm up next. Uh, look, I, I said it with the Who Cares Index. Like, Joey McGuire's got strong, I want to win a bowl game energy. Getting Baron Morton back, he should be 100%. That is the projection. That Baron Morton is supposed to be 100% for this game, and he hasn't been because he got banged up this season. Oh, by the way, Taj Brooks is already committed to coming back for another season for Texas Tech, which means I expect him to play in this bowl game as well. Now, Texas Tech is going to be short some impact players, more than California. Cal's missing a, a cornerback in Jeremiah Irby, a linebacker in Caleb uh, Elarms, or Tech's down Jaran Bradley and Miles Price, two wide receivers that have played quite a bit, uh, and left tackle Monroe Mills in this game. So I think Tech's got a, a few more losses. But like I just 
I think Tech is the slightly better team. I think Joey McGuire cares about winning this game. What's interesting is, again, we throw out all the regular season stuff, but I still like to look at my SP+, Room 44, TSI, FEI, Beta. Um, this is projected to be a very close game. Like, very close game. And because you get two teams who are fairly healthy, no major... I was going to say no major coaching losses, but I, I just remembered, I forgot to mention it, Cal lost their offensive coordinator to Baylor. So Cal won't have their offensive coordinator. I think it backs up the idea of taking Tech in this game. I think Tech is absolutely the right side. Uh, the best total I can get was, I think, pretty much 58. I I think Cal's defense is good enough, and without their OC, their offense is going to be bad enough. This is probably a lower-scoring game. I would lean towards the under. Chris, I'm going to ride with you. I'm taking Tech minus three. I think that's the right side here. I think they win this game. My only concern is they don't cover, but I just I think Tech wins this one. Daniel? I mean, we can't do this on the first one, can we? We, we, we teed we it can. up for you. We can. Yeah, no, I don't. We can do whatever we want. It's bowl season, baby. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, my, my, I mean, it's neutral site. My my raw line is sort of closer to a pick'em, but I mean, Cal's getting more of the bets, and this line has moved out towards Texas Tech. You know, if you're someone who believes in reverse line movement. Sometimes I think it's a real thing, sometimes not. On a game like this, it's not a national game, not being talked about too much. I won't buy into it as much. But um, look, gamemanship here, guys, real talk. I get to go last. I was going to come with you on tech. I think tech's the right side. If I had to bet some beer money on this game, I'd be taking tech. Give me Cal plus three. I love the gamesmanship. I like it. I have I like to, right? Has here. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is the game we play. This is the game we play. Speaking of the games we play, let's move on down. You got to wait six days for the next Big 12 game, but you get it all by its lonesome. Friday, December 22nd, 5.30 p.m., you get the Gasparilla Bowl. Oof. Gasparilla. Not a real word. Every time I write it down on my phone or in notes, it's always like, no, that's not a that's not a thing, Philip. Stop, stop typing that. Stop it. That game is in Tampa, Florida at Raymond James Stadium. UCF. Sorry, it's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I, I apologize to the sponsor. It's UCF facing off against Georgia Tech. Two, six, and six teams at this time. UCF is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That's actually dropped from the six-and-a-half line that it opened at. Total is pretty much a consensus, 64-and-a-half. Uh, I have to go first, so I'll do the Who Cares Index. I mean, I feel like Georgia Tech cares. I, I'm going to put them at about a, about an eight. This is not a program that makes a lot of bowl games. They have gone through some dark times in recent years, and now they're going back to a bowl game. Teams who don't make bowl games very often and are getting back to one, that's a that's a team I think cares. For UCF, I am I am very curious. I'm going to put them at about, about a five. They got their winning season in the Big 12. Well, they... they, they they made it to six and six is the correct way to look at this. They made it to six and six. They're the only Big 12 team of the newcomers bowling. Like, I think they care. They're playing this game close to home. They're in Tampa. So I think they should care. But I'm still going to put them at about a, about a five because I can't get a good vibe from, from UCF fans. And that tells me they're kind of like, okay, cool. We got to a bowl game. That was, a, that, was the, that was the goal. Yeah, this is Georgia Tech's first bowl game since 2018. 2018. So I think I think they care. So I'm going to give Georgia Tech an eight and uh, and UCF a five. Now that said, y'all, UCF's just a better team. 
Like this is and this this could be as the only game of the day a good game. UCF doesn't have any major losses to the transfer portal. They don't have a major coaching loss either. Georgia Tech, no major losses to the transfer portal. No major coaching losses that I'm aware of either. Like this is maybe one of the few bowl games where you're getting two teams where one of them has not been strongly impacted by the coaching carousel or the transfer portal. So this should be the the, the most true to form these teams are. UCF won three of their last four. To get here, Georgia Tech won three of their last five to get here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, the stat that I actually am going to pick. Because when you get two teams who are as close to their regular season form as you can in a bowl game, I do think this is where some regular season stuff can come into play. Um, And UCF playing as close to home, I think, is going to impact this as well. UCF is fifth in yards per carry. Georgia Tech is ninth. These are two teams that run the ball well. Neither team is great against the run. Georgia Tech is 130th. UCF is 114th rushing defense. Uh, but here's the thing that matters. Here's 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 where the, the rushing yards can fool you. UCF is fifth in EPA per rush on offense. Georgia Tech is 113th. UCF is better than their final record, than the sixth and second record. They were John Rice Plumley didn't play three games. It was six for a fourth. Like they didn't even have him. One of those was that Baylor game that they blew. Like UCF had opportunities for other wins. Georgia Tech is a six-win team. UCF should have had more wins. Now look, the one concern is Gus Malzahn is two and five against the spread as a bowl favorite, as a coach in a game in which he's a bowl favorite. That does make me a little concerned. But I think UCF's just the better team here. Uh, I think RJ Harvey's going to have himself a day. At four and a half, I feel comfortable riding with UCF close to home there. I think that's going to be a sea of gold, both Georgia tech and UCF, but I'll take UCF to cover the four and a half and get the win over Georgia tech and get a winning record in their first year in the big 12 and another win over a power five team. Daniel. Oh man. I think this feels a little high to me. I think this number just feels a touch high. Uh, one of two things are going to happen. The final is going to be like, 48 45 or something like that or it's just going to come in a little lower I mean, you go pull up gus's scripts from all of his games that uh of you know he's coached in bowl games and all of these totals are sort of coming in in the high 40s low 50s of both his games as uh, ucf game against duke game against florida both those games went under sitting at that 64 and a half just it feels a little high for this standalone game of give me that under 64 and a half. I'm, I'm wary of totals in bowl games. I think they get wonky, but Oh, I, 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 like I, your head's at. I totally agree with you. I'm just, you know, no, but I, I like where your head's at there. I, I, the, if you were down at low sixties, like 60, 61, the over's the right side, but that's just, I get it. I get it. Uh, Chris. Yeah. I, I like that this is in Florida, and, and you say I'm going to push back against your your uh, rating on the on the who cares. Rate. I think UCF does care. I think they still have that mentality, that smaller program, uh, mid major program, you know, looking to prove themselves against a quality opponent. I, I think they they carry some of that uh, chip on their shoulder still, just one year in the Big Twelve, and I I like them to come in. They're the better team. You know, they'll have a strong base there in the stadium. Give me UCF. Underscore, I, I like them to get this by, by a touchdown, so give me UCF. 
we agree again, sir. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. I'm not going to gain any ground. I I mean, you got to you got to play the game, I guess. Well, I can't I can't uh, win by losing, so It's okay. It's okay. All right, we move on down the list. Next game up Tuesday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. Three games will be played at 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. You'll get a Big 12 team. That is Kansas versus UNLV in the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. Kansas versus UNLV. I know Kansas fans are a little disappointed in this one. They didn't get a Power 5 team. Um, some, Some things went down with opponents, and so... They didn't get a Big Ten team like a Minnesota or Northwestern like they thought they would, and they get a UNLV team instead. Right now, Kansas, 12.5-point favorite. Total is about 64.5. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? That's such a tough one here. That's a big number for Lance to come out and cover, but at the same time, it's like, you know, what did UNLV show us in that last game? And is there going to be any sort of you know, rah, rah, let's come back. Let's end the year on a good note. I don't know. I don't feel like they will. Lance, uh, what is he? He's, he's coached one game, right? He's, can't, it, he's coached one bowl game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last at, year. With the, at Kansas. Yeah, at Kansas. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, Kansas. They lost. I don't know. I can't remember if they covered it. It was it, it was close. They lost by two. And the, the line was like one and a half or two or something. But in Buffalo, I mean, he was four and one in bowls at Buffalo, so – it's like, you know, I guess I got to assume it, on some level he's coaching his guys up to care. Uh, so, you know, I don't even know if Kansas is fielding the whole team here or not. Twelve and a half seemed big, but I think the air might be out of UNLV. So I'm going to roll with Lance here. I think he's going to try his best to win this game. This could be one of these super ugly blowout favorite to under kind of vibes. So Kansas minus twelve and a half. Uh, to your point, Kansas was a three-point dog last year and covered. They lost, but they covered the three-point spread. Oh, okay. Spread. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey. I had it in last year's notes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel even better. Uh, Daniel. I just gave you the answer. Kansas minus 12 and a half. <laughs> Sorry. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I think you should give the who cares ratings before uh, every game. But uh, Okay. Okay. I, if you'd like, I, I'm happy to do it right now. Yeah, go for it. I was trying to look. I was trying to look something up real quick. I know you can. I, I, can I, I, have, I mean, I have my pick regardless. Okay, go ahead. Um, I it's real simple. I'm riding with you, Daniel. I I like uh, Leopold. I like the Jayhawks. And um, oh, uh, they lost. Uh, oh, who's transferring from? Yeah. But I don't think it matters. Uh, you know, you have Jason Bean. Oh, uh, that's that's Kansas State. We'll have it. Never mind. Uh, that's what I was thinking. But they, you have Jason Bean. You have, I mean, you're gonna. This team's gonna be healthier than they've been. They're better than UNLV. I don't know how much UNLV cares coming off back-to-back losses. Um, the last one kind of rough game there. Uh, I, I think Kansas again. This is a team that cares about bowl wins. This is a team that wants to go out and wants to win. And they're finally healthy. They're gonna be playing good. Give me Kansas. I've got both of these teams that should be at an. Here's the problem. They both should be at about a nine. I'm putting UNLV at a nine. Kansas, based off of fan reaction, because of who they're playing, which again, you're Kansas. Stop complaining about who you're playing in a bowl game. Just be happy you're in a bowl game. Like I'm putting Kansas at a seven. 
which is a wild thing to say because like I feel like Kansas should be hard. Now that is the fan base, not necessarily the team. Also, it's basketball season, so the fans are you know way more interested in basketball that's going on than football going to a bowl game. Whatever. And I don't mean that as an insult. Like just that's that's the vibe off social. If that's not true, Kansas fans, y'all come correct me. You know the t- Twitter handle at ten twelve network. Please tell me I'm wrong. That's just the vibe that I'm getting. I have UNLV at a nine. I have Kansas at a seven. And that's because of a couple things. One, you, this is UNLV's first bowl game since 2013. It's their second bowl game since 2001. They've, this is just the second time they've gone bowling since they went to the Las Vegas Bowl in 2000. This is not a team that goes bowling. They won nine games. I get that it's a letdown that you lost the Mountain West Championship game. You were still there. It's a nine-win team. Do you know the last time that UNLV, as a program, won nine football games? No, no none of you do. That's okay. <laughs> 1984, they went 11-2. and two. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's not a thing that happens very often. I think UNLV is primed to be excited and care about being in this game. No major player losses on either side. Kansas has a couple of offensive linemen in the portal. UNLV has a safety in the portal. Now, Kansas will be without offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki, who left to take the OC job at Penn State. How much of an impact is that going to have? That is a very interesting question. Now, I, I don't think Kansas has named a new offensive coordinator yet. Um, I'm going to Google this. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've named one. Uh Oh, that's right. They did hire Jeff Grimes. I forgot. They hired the offensive coordinator that Baylor just fired. That's right. Not sure he's going to coach in this game. We shall see. But Kansas should win this game. Kansas should win this game going away. And I get UNLV had a stumble down to the end of the season. But I think UNLV is going to have time to lick their wounds, feel better, get healthy, and come into this game. I know that total is high. And I don't like taking totals in bowl games. Give me the over 64 and a half. Whoa. Going with the over. I do. Love it. I, I, UNLV's got their, they've, they've got, everyone's there. Again, nobody left but one safety. <laughs> like, your starting quarterback is there. Everyone should be healthy on this team. Like, I, I think both teams are going to put up some points. I think it's a high scoring affair. I think Kansas can probably cover, but I could also see a, could also see a UNLV backdoor cover kind of situation where Kansas wins by 10 or 11 or 12 as opposed to 13. Like I just, I think it's a high scoring affair. I'm going to take the over. I don't like taking total totals in bowl games, but man, I think it's there. I think it's in play. You know what else is in play? Charlie Hustle. Sponsor here on the 1012 Podcast and of the 1012 Network partners with us. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season. That's football and basketball and soon-to-be baseball and softball. Wrestling as well. Shout out to the Pin 12 podcast, our wrestling show. So be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today. Show off your school spirit all season long. They've got more than 30 schools to choose from. Every Big 12 team except Cincinnati. They do have Colorado. And here's the deal you want to know. Because if you're listening to this episode on the day that drops, Thursday... December 14th, you're in luck because today is a special day at Charlie Hustle. They're going to offer you 20% off store-wide and free shipping on all orders. This is online only. It's just for 
today, okay, 12-14, the day this episode drops, this is also the day I would suggest you make your order for the holiday season if you want to ensure it's at your home in time for Christmas Day. So 20% off site-wide, free shipping, one day only, December 14th. Make it happen. If it's too late, if you if you listen to this later, you're listening to this because you want to listen to it again, because you want to hear what we picked for your bowl and you can't remember, 10, 12, 15, TEN1215 gets you 15% off all non-sale items all the way through the end of the year. So 20% off site-wide on December 14th. After that, use 10, 12, 15, 15% off all non-sale items. Shop at charliehustle.com. Tell them we sent you. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. All right, we are moving on down. We got two Big 12 games. Two Big 12 games the day after on Wednesday the 27th. It's the the first, I think, really good bowl day of the year, but I love all the bowls, so I don't want that to sound like I don't like bowl games. Let's kick things off. It's in chronological order, so we'll go with the first one up at 4.30. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, a winning coach is going to get Mayo dumped on his head. I, you don't like that. I don't, I don't, I guess you just don't like fun. Uh, yeah, I told you we're doing the, um, the beer and Pop-Tart pairing on YouTube at eight o'clock on Sunday. I thought I would do that over a Mayo and something else pairing. That just sounded not as appealing. In this one though, the matchup is certainly interesting. West Virginia. Eight and four versus eight and four North Carolina. Oh, this one was this one was fun. A trade was made for this game to happen, and it was just like, can we please make the Duke's Mayo Bowl a Big Twelve game every year? That's okay. It's okay. I digress. Uh, as of right now, West Virginia is a five and a half point favorite. I see a few weird lines out there. We could talk about those. Total is at fifty five and a half, and I believe. Let's see. Yep, Chris. Yep. You're up, sir. Um, oh, wait. Do you want yeah. the Who Cares Index? I do. Let's, let's hear it. Uh, I'm giving West Virginia a nine. Because they had a fantastic season. They're in a bowl game. They're facing North Carolina, a team that is within proximity. They're in a in the state of North Carolina. They're within a decent distance for fans to travel like, this is a fan to Andrew in the Mayo Bowl, which has become kind of one of those, like, fun bowl games that people are excited about because a winning coach gets Mayo dumped on his head. I think West Virginia is very excited and should be very excited to be here. North Carolina? This is another season of Mac Brown with ACC title at preseason expectations and hopes that ends up in a bowl game that's fun, but not that. And, oh, by the way, your starting quarterback has decided he's not playing in this game. I'm putting North Carolina at a five. And that might be generous. I, I might even put them at a four. I don't understand how North Carolina could care about this game. Like I, I, I'm giving it the five because it's the Mayo Bowl. And if I'm a player on a team and I can watch my head co- win and watch my head coach get a giant tub of mayonnaise dumped on top of his head, I'm excited to be in this game at least a little bit. So I'm putting West Virginia. Did I say a nine? I'm giving them a nine. I'm getting North Carolina five. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a really interesting matchup because – I agree with you. I think West Virginia is going to care about this more. Uh, some key North Carolina, North Carolina players aren't playing. and uh, But this is in North Carolina. You would think that would be a major boost. Because, bullet, let's be honest, bull attendance 
is lacking pretty much across the board. The it's a very small crowd, so anytime you get one close to home, that can be a, a that can help. But in this matchup, North Carolina is going to be throwing out a couple quarterbacks. They have a young guy, I believe, that might get a look. But um, ah, I believe North Carolina is probably a better team, but I'm going to take West Virginia. I just think they're going to want it more, and uh, that's going to be it. And I guess I'm still following you, Philip. Here's the thing. I think the Big 12 is primed to have a very good bowl season. You're only playing one G5 mm-hmm. team. And the Big 12 is either favored in, I think they're favored in, what, seven of the games, if I recall correctly. Um, Maybe eight now, because I think UNC was favored and that flipped once Drake May announced he wasn't going to be in this bowl game. Like There will be an upset. Someone, some Big 12 is going to lose a game. But I still think there's a very good chance with the nine games here for the Big 12 to come out at, at worst seven and two. Like I, th- I think seven and two would be, it's kind of, Kind of something you should expect out of this slate. Without Drake May, like West Virginia without Drake May this season, or North Carolina without Drake May this season, like there's games that North Carolina this season's not winning if no, if they don't have Drake May. Period, hands down. Like the the defense is is bad again, and and Drake May, it's it's kind of like um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm drawing blanks. Um, Heisman winner at USC quarterback who had to put the team on his back. And if they hadn't, if he hadn't been there, I don't think that USC is even going bowling this season. So like, I, I don't think you should pick North Carolina in this game. Everybody, all the projections, SP plus room 44, TS, t and FEI project North Carolina to win this game. Beta has West Virginia, but again, that season stuff, there's no Drake May. I think West Virginia should absolutely win this game. Like I wish we could have gotten it before West Virginia's side had gone all the way to to minus five and a half. Because this opened, Daniel, I'm trying to remember what this line opened at. Do you remember? Three and a half, right? Three or three and a half, West Virginia. Was it West Virginia or North Carolina? Uh, well, FanDuel might have opened something like super early. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they had. Circa opened at three and a half. WVU? Yeah. Okay. I like three and a half better than I like five and a half. I just I just do. Um You know what? We'll just set Daniel up here again. Chris, we're riding we're riding together. West Virginia minus five and a half. Daniel? Uh you know, you boys are in luck. You, you guys missed the easiest cap possible for this game. There's no chance in hell Mac Brown sitting down at the 50 and getting mayonnaise dumped on his head. So I mean, <laughs> it's just not happening, right? He's, he's not going to go there. You know, I, I know he's kind of young and hip a little bit. He'll do some TikToks with the crew, you know, on some, <laughs> some fresh shoes and stuff to look good. But one thing he's not doing is getting, uh, you know, taking that Mayo shot to be on loop all summer. So he's going to make sure it doesn't happen. It doesn't even come close. West Virginia is going to cover this number. There you go. West Virginia minus five and a half. Perfect. I love it. That's what I love to see. All right. Like I said, we get two Big 12 Bowl games on this day. The other one is the nightcap 8 p.m. on ESPN. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Nine and four, number 20, Oklahoma State versus seven and five, Texas A&M. We got a matchup of former Big 12 teams. This is actually a repeat of, I believe they played each other in 2019, if my memory serves me well enough at the moment. 
Texas A&M is a three-point favorite in this game. The total, I see 53s, I see 53 and a halfs. I believe I'm up first. Y'all, this is easily, without a doubt, the most lopsided who cares index of of the games we will be picking today. Oklahoma State is a 10. It's not, it, it is absolutely a 10. Need I remind you that Mike Gundy got into a fight with former athletic director Mike Holder at Oklahoma State over bowl banners being hung in the practice facility. Mike Gundy gives a damn about bowl games. Mike Gundy loves to win bowl games. They like to go into the offseason with that. They like to get up on the stage. Beating Texas A&M in Houston? Oh, Mike Gundy would love to beat They're an SEC Texas A&M in Houston. Yeah. Huge recruiting ground for them. Plus, you've already had, I think, three or f- it's three or four of your starting offensive linemen have come announced they're coming back. There's no official announcement mm-hmm. from Ollie Gordon, but Ollie Gordon and Al and Bowman are sitting up there doing press conferences for this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, LSU is coming in to win this game. They do not want to lose to Texas and Texas A&M to finish the season. I'm giving them a 10. Texas A&M might be a four. And that's because they get to play close to home. Like that, that, that's it. That is absolutely it. Impact players that are out for Texas A&M. Quarterback Max Johnson, Ania Smith, Evan Stewart, Jake Jett. This is is counted. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And that's not counting backups and what? Thirteen guys who actually had some sort of impact this season are in the transfer portal. Oh, by the way, your head coach, Jimbo Fisher, is gone. And your interim coach, the defensive line coach, Elijah Robinson, has already been hired to be the defensive coordinator at Syracuse, but he's going to coach the bowl game. He, like, he's not already going to be distracted by being a defensive coordinator, getting a, a job title boost at in the state of New York. Like This is the biggest who cares index differentiator between two teams. That should tell you how I feel about this game. You're going to give me Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State giving a crap about a bowl game versus a Texas A&M team who I can't see giving a crap. I understand the talent differential. I understand all of that. And I get OSU as a dog? Folks, OSU plus three. Daniel. Dude, we're going to set Chris up here. I love Gundy in bowl <laughs> games, man. What is he? I think he's 11 and six against the spread. Um, he's got a handful of wins straight up as a dog. I'm with you too. I mean, this Texas A&M team, like you talk about a group of guys coming limping in, you know, best recruiting class of the entire nation last year. And it all just fell apart with Jimbo there in the last month of the season. I don't know. I don't feel the motivation either. And look, maybe, you know, kickoff comes around, Texas A&M rolls, they win by 17 and Hey, there it is. Nothing I can do, but uh, this is the setup on this thing right now. I'm, I'm rolling with Gundy. Uh, I want to put the good vibes out there for when we meet him in July. So uh, let's go Oklahoma state plus three. Yeah. He's 11 and six in bowl games straight up. So, and, and they're, they're healthy. Like they've had a few guys enter the portal. But not like AM has. Not remotely. Yeah. Chris? I mean, they're. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the portal, Ollie Gordon. <laughs> how is it that he is not in, like, how is he not in the portal yet? 
I, I don't understand. As an Oklahoma State fan, he's the best back in the country. Oklahoma State does not have the money that some of these other programs have in today's day and age of college football. And I just figured that Bowman – or Bowman uh, – Gordon would be gone by now. And, and it is what it is. You don't want to be upset about it. He's a phenomenally talent, talented player, uh, but he's not. And today the uh, the backup, Jaden Nixon, enters the portal. What's that say? And Gunnar Gundy's entered the portal, which, you know, he's looking for playing time somewhere. That's fine. Um, Oklahoma State, I'm with you guys, but I think I have to pull a Daniel here and just go opposite for the sake of gaining, trying to gain some ground. I mean, that's the move, Daniel man. Minus three. That's the, yeah. hey, nothing wrong. Nothing yeah. wrong gamesmanship in here. Nothing wrong whatsoever. All right, we move on to the next day, December 28th. That is Thursday. Another good bowl day with two Big 12 bowl games. Again, chronological order. It's that bowl game. We're doing a live show on Sunday on YouTube for 8 p.m. Central Time. We're pairing Manhattan Brewing Company beers with Pop-Tart flavors, including the unfrosted strawberry that's Jerome Tang's favorite, the sociopath. Uh, It's the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando, Florida, featuring none other than Kansas State, number 25, 8-4 Kansas State, versus number 18, 9-3 NC State. Oof. Hmm. This one's fun. Is it, though? I'm going to do the Who Cares Index. I'm, I'm, the bowl game is fun. I'm not sure how much either team cares. I'm going to put both at about a six. Like Kansas State's used to going to bowl games. It's a fun bowl game. This is is an interesting bowl game, but you've had a bunch of players that mattered already enter the portal, which tells you that they won a big tall title last year. These guys didn't come back to play in a Pop-Tarts Bowl. They came back to win another Big 12 title and go to the playoff, not go to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. NC State had a bunch of entries as well. They were they were a popular, trendy, dark horse ACC title game pick. They didn't make it either. So they've had some significant pieces in the transfer portal as well. So I'm putting both of the six. I think they're both evenly matched in the sense of how much they actually care about this bowl game. They should care more because there will be a... Edible Pop-Tart mascot. Moving, breathing, someone wearing it. Pop-Tart mascot that you can take a bite out of. I don't know. If that doesn't get you motivated for a football game, I don't know what does. So, uh, at the particular moment, Kansas State is a three-point favorite. It's down from about four and a half. Total is at 47 and a half. Woo. Uh, uh, who is this? Daniel's turn? It is Daniel's turn to go first, sir. What would you like? That line's down a little bit, but for the amount of love and bets that are coming on NC State, I'm kind of surprised this line hasn't moved more, and I'm surprised that three is still being offered up to NC State here. Um, anytime you get games where, like, again, no one knows crap about this thing, right? Like, And it's so lopsided. Like, four out of five bets are coming on NC State. If there was some real news that would move the market, this thing would have gone through three. So I'm going to roll with K State minus three here. Um, yeah, that's just, it's just like the, the line, it's just a little bit of a, a fishy rat line here in a bowl game. Give it to me, Wildcats. Chris? Yeah, this is pretty interesting. I mean, losing Will Howard, that's going to be tough for Kansas State. Um, it'd be even more perplexing if he goes to USC. I don't know. Um, 
Def on depth, though, I feel like Kansas State's the better team. They've both lost pieces. What side were you on, Philip? I haven't picked yet. I haven't picked yet. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. Flow coin, uh, Kansas State. Wildcats. Uh, if, if I'm on the fence, I got to ride with the Big 12. I want to ride with the Big 12 so bad here. Because Kansas State, to me, is the better team than NC State. No Will Howard, no Treshawn Ward, no Phillip Brooks, no Ben Sinat, no Nate Matalock, no Will Lee, no Kobe Savage. Oh, by the way, your OC just left for Texas A&M to be the offensive coordinator there. NC State's down, quarterback MJ Morris, Terrell Timmons, Porter Rooks. Um, like they have losses as well. I just think Kansas State's losses are much worse. And I... The vibe of the fan base between what happened with Tomlin on the basketball team, what happened with Colin Klein leaving, which hurt. Like, they're getting some players in, there's some things up, but like the, the vibe of the fan base is not great right now. It's not good. Now, that doesn't mean that's what the vibe of the team is. But I just, I don't have a good feeling about Kansas State in this game. And I don't, like... I need to pull up. Let me let me just do something real quick. I'm gonna do uh, my my gut tells me if I recall correctly, like Kansas State's not great in bowl games. I think climate, and I could be totally wrong on my numbers. I, I read he's one and two against the spread. Does that sound accurate? Well, he's one and two straight up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um. They lost last year in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, they lost the Liberty Bowl in 2019. Didn't go bowling in 2020. Won the Texas Bowl in 2021. But like when Bill Snyder was there, they were a terrible bowl team. Like they they just they weren't a they just weren't a very good bowl team. And so I, my vibe is Kansas State's not a great bowl team. The vibe is there's just a ton of players gone. You're gonna have a bunch of new guys kind of testing things out. You're gonna have someone else at offensive coordinator, probably someone in house calling plays. You. You don't have well. I just i I think NC State's the right side here, and I I don't like that. That's how I feel. And this isn't even a like I'm gonna go against the grain with you guys. Like I, this is the one. The two I'm concerned about the Big Twelve team games in are this one and one we have not picked yet. Like, I'm kind of in on Texas Tech. I think they should hit win. But, like, it's this one and one other where I am, like, current Big 12 teams, I don't feel great about you because I don't think the game matters because of so many other things going on and so many players leaving and expectations for the season not being met. So I'm going to ride with NC State plus three in this one. I, my my heart hopes to God that I get to see Chris Kleiman take a bite out of a human-sized Pop-Tart. But we'll see what happens. All right, the other game on this day, 8-15 kickoff, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, in San Antonio, Texas, you get 10-2, and two, number 12. Sorry, Oklahoma versus future Big 12 team. And 9-3, and three, number 14, Arizona, one of the few ranked-on-ranked matchups. It's current Big 12. Let's call it exiting Big 12 versus incoming Big 12. Ooh, where will Big 12 fans' loyalty lie? I'm going to give you the who cares index. (laughs) 
it's not as wide as Oklahoma State A&M, but it might be the next widest. Like to me, Arizona's at a at a ten. Arizona's at a ten. I'm gonna put Oklahoma not at a four like I did at AM. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at a six. So I've got a ten versus six here. Arizona, like y'all, Arizona's not just in a bowl game. It's not just that they bounced back and had a good season. They had a really good season compared to expectations. They're in a good bowl game versus Oklahoma. And like, if you need to get some, like, we really want to start feeling like a big 12 team. I'm not sure there's a more big 12 thing you could do in your last game as a quote unquote Pac-12 member than knock off Oklahoma before they leave for the SEC and you join the big 12. I think Arizona absolutely cares about this game. I think Oklahoma cares. I just think there's a whole lot more things going on for Oklahoma. You didn't make the big 12 title game again due to whatever you can say. I don't care. Like you didn't. Um, you go out, you didn't get the New Year's Six Bowl that you thought you deserved. And I'm not going to argue that you shouldn't have been one of the top 11 teams and gotten a bowl game, a New Year's Six game over Penn State and Ole Miss. But you know how this stuff goes. Like Oklahoma probably should have been. So they didn't get a big 12 title game. They didn't get a New Year's Six Bowl. So now they got to play Arizona and Alamo Bowl. Um, the SEC schedule for them just dropped on Wednesday. They're probably more focused on the SEC. Oh, by the way, you've like. The, the players that are entering the portal tell you what they feel about this game. Like, it's not AM levels. I'll give them a six because I think that Venables will have them focused on winning, finishing the season on a winning note as they prepare for next year. But it is definitely 10 versus six in the in the scale here. Uh, so, Chris, uh, did I finish? Oh, yeah. Arizona is a three, three and a half point favorite, depending upon where you shop. 62 and a half is the total. Chris, what would you like? Okay, this is what I was just looking up, and I just found out what I was looking for. Oklahoma has a key loss here in the offseason, and it's not Dylan Gabriel. Um, losing D- Dylan Gabriel will hurt, and you're going to bring in Jackson Arnold. I'm sure uh, – OU fans, I think that's a mutual parting of ways. Everybody wants to see Jackson Arnold. He looks very, very good, but he is unproven. The bigger loss – is losing green a couple of days ago, going to the portal from the offensive line. The Oklahoma is looking – what's up? Shocking. Just yeah, absolutely unreal. shocking out of nowhere. Movie. Yeah, unreal. OU all of a sudden is looking at replacing like 90% of their production on the offensive line, and you got to protect a young quarterback that, you know, he's gotten some a little bit of playing time here and there, but Arizona ranks 30th in the country in sacks. You know, they like to get over, get after the quarterback a little bit. Um, like you said, they're going to care. I'm not sure Oklahoma is. This, uh, I, I think Arizona could, could come out and try to make a statement in this game. Um, they've also been sneaky good in the in the Pac-12 this year. They're they're a good team with some good wins. Uh, give me the Wildcats. I told you there's two Big 12 teams, current Big 12 teams, that I'm nervous for in bowl season. OU is one of them. Yeah, OU will go into next their first season in the Big 12 and have to replace their entire starting offensive line. Caden Green, gone. Tyler Guyton, sorry, SEC. Tyler Guyton, Andrew Rame, also gone. Like, OU has been hit by the transfer portal. Jeff Levy is gone, their offensive <laughs> coordinator. No, no OU fans said about that. Uh, thrilled for the new hires, Joe, uh, Joe John Finley and Seth Luttrell, named co-offense. Well, Seth Luttrell is the offensive coordinator. Joe John Finley is the co-coordinator. I... I they, your point on like Arizona being good at rushing the quarterback. I think Arizona is the right side here. 
Like, I thought Arizona was the right side when they announced this game. And then OU had all the guys who have entered the transfer portal. Um, Arizona's only trans- significant transfer portal entry is left tackle Jordan Morgan. I can't remember if a transfer portal if he announced he's going to the NFL draft. I can't remember which one. Point is, yeah, Arizona cares. And when I get 10 versus 6 on care, on the Who Cares Index, we're going to agree again, sir. I think it's Arizona minus 3. Daniel? I could take the easy route here, but I'm actually not. There's a play I like, and I might get involved in the next day or two money-wise. I'm taking the under in this game. Um, it's in a dome, right? The Alamo Dome. Is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. in the Alamo yeah. Dome. Um, the line is – tickets are coming in on the over, and this line is still creeping down. That tells me some people who know some stuff are – taking this under and books are reacting to it. And I think it's also just a game where Joe public's going to look at this and, and believe it or not, they still just look at Oklahoma and they look at a PAC 12 team and they think, okay, auto over. And it just doesn't feel like that's going to be the case here. Um, especially when you have a team that's highly motivated. When you get, when you get sides in bowl games that are highly motivated, it's not uncommon to see scores like 37, seven, 31, six, you know, 35 to nothing even someone was involved was it Oklahoma involved in that super ugly shutout with Clemson like seven or eight years ago it's like those things happen you get these mm-hmm. lopsided you get these lopsided games like this where you have a favorite that just you know boa constrictors the other team and you end up with unders so like all those things are sort of pointing to me and telling me that like the under is probably a real play here and especially with the total that's up in the 60s so give it to me very nice it's all yours all right, the last non-playoff game, December 29th. That is a Friday. Very nice bowl slate, crammed right in the middle of the day, around the same time as the Sun Bowl and the Gator Bowl at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. 7-5 and five Iowa State versus 9-3 and three Memphis. <laughs> Home team. Home team. Who cares index? I mean, Memphis should care. Memphis gets to face a team from the conference they did not get an invite from in their home stadium. Their fans should be there. It was a 9-3 season. They saved their head coach who it felt like this was a make-or-break season for him. I'm going to put Memphis at an 8. I want to say this about the Liberty Bowl. The Liberty Bowl was added as a Big 12 Bowl affiliate because Iowa State went there to face Tulsa back in 2011 and showed up so strongly that made such a big impact that the Big 12 and the Memphis and the Liberty Bowl said, let's let's partner up here. The Liberty Bowl is a Big 12 Bowl because of Iowa State. Now, I understand Big 12 fans don't love the Liberty Bowl because the stadium is crap and the game is outside and it gets kind of cold and can be miserable. But y'all, hanging out in Beale Street before the bowl game ain't a bad thing. I went to this game in 28, no, 20, was it 2019? I forget which year it was. Anyways, the year that OSU beat uh, beat Missouri. It was 2017. I can't remember anymore. I know the order. I can't remember the year. Anyways, it's not a, it's not a, bad, it's not a bad town to hang out in for a night. If you want to go see a bowl game. So Iowa State fans, I think they will travel to this. I think they will show up. I'm putting Memphis at a, I said a nine. Um, I said a nine or an eight. I don't remember. This is not exact science. Eight and a half. Let me ask you. Eight yeah. and a half, yeah. On that, on that 
I get what you're saying, but how much – if you're Memphis and you see teams are going to Tropical Islands, teams are going to South Florida, teams are going to Vegas, and you get – no, or you get to stay home. You get to face a Big 12 team. You get to face a Power 5 opponent. It'd be one thing if they were staying home to face UNLV. I don't I, – I think that would be a – who cares? They get to play a Power 5 team from the conference they wanted to join that they didn't get an invite to when UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU did. I I think they'll care. I think the fact that they're at home means that they should have a decent fan showing. Iowa State should have a decent fan showing. I'm putting Memphis at an 8.5. I'm putting Iowa State at a 7. That's my who cares index. I'm first, I think. Um... What did I say? Did I finish? I don't know. I've lost track of my thoughts. Iowa State is an eight and a half point <laughs> favorite in this game. Memphis, uh, the total is at 57 and a half. Uh, is it me? Did Chris, did you go first last time? I yeah, you so, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is me. I hate that this is an eight and a half. Iowa State, like, it's not that I'm afraid Iowa State's not going to win this game or Memphis is going to make things weird. Like, I just, I think Memphis can score enough at home to make this game interesting. Like, I just, I do. Um, they they had some good games. Like they only lost to Missouri at home by seven earlier in the season. That's a, been a really good Missouri team. Like it was a close game with Tulane that was at home, and it was a ten point loss, but they played them well. Like Memphis has played well. They they got SMU at home. Who's the other team that made? Who actually won the AAC? They lost that game by four. Like this has been a solid Memphis team. This is a good Iowa State pro team that is still very, very young with a lot of freshmen. Like, I don't think Iowa State's going to lose this game, but I think more than a touchdown might be a little bit too much. Iowa State's going to care. The fans will be there. But Memphis getting another shot at a marquee win this season, the one thing they didn't get, they got nine wins, none of them that you're going to hang your hat on. This is another shot for them to do so. Iowa State wins this game, but at eight and a half, I'm gonna actually pick Memphis to keep to cover this spread. I'll take Memphis plus eight and a half in this one. Daniel? This game is, in my opinion, going to fly over that number of 57 and a half. Um that's just too low. Is there a snowstorm coming? Like <laughs> sorry. Is there? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh. like oh no, no, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I haven't checked far, the weather. Farm over. Okay, <laughs> the one game Daniel hasn't checked the weather on. <laughs> no, I mean it's you know uh, I'm gonna wait till it draws a little bit closer. Probably week of I'll be taking a look. I hope this thing sort of 58 and a half will be sort of my limit. 59, maybe I'll go light, but um, that number is too low. I mean, open to 55, got bet up immediately right over that 56. That's a big deal. Um, this is just simply too low. I mean, you know, Vegas is telling us this thing's going to be like a, uh, what, like a 34, 27, something like that. Right. Like, no, not, not even that high. Right. So like, you know, 33, 26, right. If that's even a number, like a, a final score you can have, but it's going to be somewhere there. I just think that's too low. I think men, I think both these teams are going to be up in the thirties and, uh, yeah, give me that over. I like it. I like it. I forgot to note. Uh, uh, very good. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I think Daniel makes a good point. You look at these teams scoring Memphis, you know, 45 points, 44 points, 59 points, Iowa State, 42, 45. I mean, 
I mean, we get offenses can be kind of stale. They sit for a long time. It can take teams a little bit to get some contraction, but this could be a really fun game. Memphis is at home. They should have a good showing. Iowa State, their fans always show out. They always travel well. This could be end up being one of the more fun uh, bowls to watch. I think we're going to ride with Daniel on this one. Go with the over. Let's go. Chris takes a total again. I'm rolling, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember, hey, remember two weeks ago, he's like, I, I, I took totals this whole season. He'd win the whole and I've won the last two weeks, so I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I mean, you were one and two in totals last week, so I won the last two weeks. Stop! Oh, stop with the facts. <laughs> stop with the facts. Okay. That's feelings, not facts, on this show. <laughs> feelings, not facts. All right, uh, last Big Twelve game. It's a doozy. It's a college football playoff between a departing Big Twelve team versus a soon-to-be Big Ten team. That's a weird thing to say when it's Texas versus Washington. Oh, that's fun. That's the classic game. SEC this versus Big Ten matchup. Yeah, this is the late game <laughs> of the two college football playoff semifinals. This one, the Sugar Bowl uh, in New Orleans. Number three, Texas versus number two, Washington. At the moment, Texas is a four-point favorite. Total is about 64, 64 and a half, depending upon your feelings there. Daniel, you're up first, or what would you like? I'm really surprised that Washington is getting the love that they're getting this game. Um, I think they had a great season. Obviously, played a great game against Oregon. You know, nine, ten-point dogs. They came out and just won the thing straight up. Um, I just don't know that they're going to have sort of that same success against Texas. My raw number, you know, we are in a neutral field here. My raw number makes us little Texas sort of minus five and a half, minus six. The, the the fact that that you know the public is sort of taking a, a, a stance here on a trendy dog in this spot it's kind of weird to me I feel like Texas wins this game like I think it's a competitive game I think it's a good game you know I'm not talking blowouts or anything but four points minus four Texas all day Chris yeah this is a this is a fun matchup Washington surprised me in that in that Oregon game they beat Oregon twice that's that's hard to do they did get to come into the second game as an underdog, as a still with that chip on their shoulder. So, I mean, there's some benefit there, but it's incredibly hard to win that game twice. Um, and I thought Oregon was really, really good. Also, think Texas is really, really good. Best on best, Texas has been up and down a little bit, but best on best, what we've seen, I think Texas is a better team. I think they will be ready for this game. I think uh, Sarkeesian will have a few things up his sleeve. I, he's not afraid just because you're the, the favorite team and you should be able to, you know, line up and get the win. He'll still throw some stuff out there um, that catches you off guard. I'm going to go with the Longhorns in this one. Nine and a half point dogs in the Pac-12 championship game against an Oregon team that was rolling. Everyone, oh, Oregon's winning. Oregon's winning. Oregon's going to go to the playoff. Washington has no chance in this game. The Washington team. comes out and, and wins. Uh, well, I was the only one who picked Washington. I got that win. Texas playing very, very well the last two weeks. I mean, the best they've looked outside of the game against Alabama were the last two weeks against Texas Tech and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, just steamrolling. Oregon was steamrolling everyone. Where they played Washington too. Uh, I don't think 
I understand the stats that Jaden Daniels put up for LSU, and it's not his fault that his defense was god-awful. There was no more clutch a quarterback in the big in college football this year than Michael Penix Jr. leading his team to the wins that he had to lead them on. I'm taking Washington. This isn't even like a gamesmanship with you guys thing. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, again, they get to come in as an underdog and nothing to lose. I mean, they're a really good team. Like, Texas has been in close games they've had to, to put away. But I've never felt like it was, well, Quinn Ewers had to step up and lead that team to victory. Michael Penix has multiple times this season. This game should be a close game. I actually think this will be a closer game than Alabama-Michigan, because I think Alabama's probably going to have their way with Michigan. Because that's Michigan's built to beat Ohio State and Big Ten teams, but not anybody else. I think this will be the better of the two. Hands down. And if this is a close game, and Washington's got the ball in Michael Penix Jr.'s hands, with a chance to go out and win... I think Washington pulls it off. So I'll take Washington plus four. All right. That is all the Big 12 games. That means we wrap up the same way we always do with one non-Big 12 bowl game of your choosing. Daniel just went first. So, Chris, you get to go. What bowl game do you want? There's a couple. And, I, I man, I'm actually – there's two games, and they're both, you know, the biggest games outside of the playoff, right? You got Missouri – in Ohio State, and you have – I'm blanking. Um, Florida State. Georgia, Florida State? Yeah, Georgia, Florida yeah. State. And, uh, man, it's both just position matchups, right? How much does Ohio State care? How much does Georgia care? Florida State, I feel like it's going to come out looking to prove something. Georgia, I mean, other than the bounce-back win, you know, how much do they care? I think I'm going to go – this line has done some weird things. I think I'm going to go Missouri, Ohio State. There's some stuff going on. I'm going to have lost some guys. Uh, I think I'm going to take Missouri and uh, with as many points as I can get. Uh, looks like it's two and a half. Yeah, Missouri's minus two. Missouri's a favorite. Missouri's minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, I showed as Ohio State minus three and a half. That's, that's how it opens, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. It's moving. Oh, jeez. Oh, Missouri's lost Missouri's their starting quarterback. I'll, I'll take Missouri on the money line. <laughs> Missouri minus two and a half it is. You get it for less than a field goal. Oh, yeah. You like Missouri? Yeah. You like you like him as a dog. You should like him as a... Yeah, I liked him as a dog. I don't know if I like him as a favorite. All right. Well, the win's done. <laughs> I'll take Missouri. You can pick a different game if you want. Oh, I really want to take Florida State. Take Florida State? Yeah, I actually... Probably on this both of these. Um... I came in thinking Florida State. I'm going to take Florida State. You, Florida State plus 14. You just guaranteed Missouri wins by 30 and Florida State loses by 16. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, who, the, 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 uh, the worst who, who cares index matchup of the bowl season is Georgia-Florida State because I don't think either one gives them give, – they're both at a two. They're both the thing is, two. is Florida State doesn't have to win. Neither, neither just team – has to be closer. No, neither team gives a crap. No. Neither team wants to be in that game. Both are pissed off. Both believe they should be in the playoff. One has a legitimate claim. One shouldn't have lost to Alabama in the last game of the season. Uh, it, it, neither of those teams give two earmuffs kids about playing in the my, in my Hard Rock Stadium for a bowl game that doesn't matter. So 
Uh, I am. There is a rule uh, that is talked about when it comes to bowl games. Um, it's called Fade the Mac. The Mac is bad in bowl games. Now, I'm going to fade the Mac. You know, the team that I'm going to pick is actually on a four-game losing streak. They have not looked good the last few weeks. They have not. And they've gone from a dog to a favorite. But I don't care. I don't care. It is literally, I'm, I'm going to knock mine out early. I'm going to knock it out quick. I'm taking the very first bowl game of the season, 10 a.m. kickoff, Saturday, December 16th, Georgia Southern versus Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's being played in Conway, South Carolina. Georgia Southern, and is it still three? Is it still three, not three and a half? Good. I've got threes. Uh, is a three-point favorite over Ohio. Um, Ohio is out so many players, so many players that matter for that team. Um, give me Georgia Southern. I think they don't only win, like, you should take early bowl games, like just fade the Mac, take the favorite. I'm taking the favorite in the first bowl game of the season. I think Georgia Southern probably wins this uh, running away. That's what I'm going to go with. And uh, I love it. I get to knock it out early. <laughs> Daniel? Um, I would have loved to take Oregon State if they were on the right side of seven, but they no longer are. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to throw a dart here for you guys. Let's see what we get here. Circus still has a seven on Troy versus Duke. And um, I, I think I heard Duke, they have to get some of the band members to come suit up just to get a, a, a team there for them. Uh, Do they have a seven? Hold on. I want to make sure I'm getting you the right one. Cause, uh, I know the whole the, the whole world's at eight. I'm just, I'm just trying to sneak a little no, there. No, it's seven and a half. All right. All right. Well, give me seven and a half. Just give me Troy. Okay. I just, I'm just throwing a dart here. I feel like Duke's rolling in. Empty-handed. This game's probably going to go under two. God, what a horrible game this will be. Duke versus Troy. No, I, like, what an awful, awful game. Yeah, give me Troy minus seven and a half. When it was five and a half, like, I, I should have put real money down. Because, like, Troy Troy might just run away. And, like, I know Troy just lost their head coach, too. This is the no one has their head coach bowl. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I did, like... You you want to talk about your you know one to ten metric here on care rating? Like, is Duke at a one or a two? Like, you, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, they're you're, you're playing a bowl game against Troy. Your head coach is gone. Bunch of your staff's gone. Your best quarterback. Your quarterbacks like everybody. It, yeah, Duke, Duke is at a, an absolute one. And Troy just lost their their head coach. But like, I still think the Troy players are going to care about being in a bowl game against Duke. Like, at G five teams getting to play Power five teams. I think they always care. It's just that's just so like. Troy Duke, that's a that's a seven versus one. I'm gonna give it a seven. Troy's a seven. Unless you're head coach, you're not gonna be like a ten. But yeah, Duke Duke's a one, all time one, big time one. All right, uh, boys, this has been fun. It's been another successful season. Uh, we will we'll have to get back together at some point just to to recap this and congratulate the winner sometime in January. Uh, we'll find a time to do that. Until then, everybody. Don't forget, I've mentioned it over and over again. I'm going to mention it one more time. 1012 Podcast YouTube channel, Sunday night, 8 p.m., God's time, Central Time. We're doing a live taste test beer pairing of Pop-Tarts and beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, I have a rep from Manhattan Brewing Company. Myself, Scott from Bosco's Boys will be doing it live. We'll have that as the podcast episode out next Monday. 
that'll be the last one of the year. Uh, tell your friends about this one. It's it's worth it all the way until the bowl season ends. We've got great stuff on YouTube. Last few podcasts have been really good about just transfer, a lot of transfer portal and NIL conversation stuff going on at Kansas State on YouTube. So go check all that out. 1012 Network on Twitter. 1012 Pod on Instagram. Daniel is at DannerB7. Slack chat is going strong. If you want to go talk betting, uh, he's it's a good time. This is the time to talk to him. College basketball. This is when Daniel makes his money. We're going to figure out how to get Daniel a little bit more in basketball. Season. I say this every year, and then every year I fail to find a way. We're going to make something work, I promise. Because I, I want to talk to Daniel during basketball season about betting, because I'm so interested. Uh, if you are big into Frisbee golf, disc golf, Chris is your man. Yeah. You need I'm to know a- more? Just let us know. We'll connect <laughs> you. We'll send you to the shop. We'll talk to you on Sunday or Monday. Otherwise, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Y'all enjoy a bowl season. Kicks off on Saturday. Sports Social Podcast Network.